Hi, I'm Christina Davis, and welcome to the Crazy Nomad Podcast, where we talk about the real side of working and living as a digital nomad. On this podcast, you will hear real insights and stories from actual digital nomads sharing what life is really like abroad, how they got here, what they do, and also all the funny, absolutely crazy, difficult, and ridiculous stories of those living outside of the normal nine to five. So get ready to be inspired, laugh with us, and learn from all of these crazy nomads. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crazy Nomad Podcast. This week, we have Bridget on. I am super excited to have her on. She has been blowing up and doing such massive things with online business. I've worked with her. I've seen how many amazing people have worked with her, and I've loved being a part of and watching the journey of her really just break down walls for what people think they can and cannot do online, especially in the coaching space. So Bridget, thank you so much for coming on. Oh my God, Christina, I'm over here like crying already. (laughs) Thank you. I'm pumped. Perfect. So why don't we jump right in, give everyone a background into what your story is, where you started and how you got to where you are now. Cool. Okay. So back in 2020, I was working in New York City I managed a company there and I thought it was my absolute dream job. Like this is something that I dreamed of doing, living in New York City as a little girl, dancing and auditioning and managing dance companies there. And so I was in this job making $50,000 a year and I found myself in this place of hating it. Like I was looking out the window every day, working for someone else. I feel like, you know, entrepreneurs, we have this identity thing about us where we don't like taking advice. We don't like being told what to do, following the rules. So it's very much a lot of that. Like I hated my boss. I felt like I could make more. And so I was working all these side hustles, like managing a fitness studio in the evenings. I was selling supplements on the internet. I was walking dogs. I was doing just about anything to pay for my New York City rent, student loans, and like living a fun lifestyle in New York. And basically 2020, when that whole thing happened, I went home to my parents' house and in Maryland. And I just sat there for a few months and I started building my empire. And I was like, I can be my own boss. I see other women doing this. I know it's possible for me. I know they're not smarter than me. They're not more qualified. Like they just, they just believe in themselves. They're just doing it. And so I started building my empire, like in my childhood bedroom while I was at home during, um, during lockdown. And I had this vision board that was like, I just want it, Christina. It's so crazy. I just wanted to make $5,000 a month. That was it. That was in the middle of my board. It said, be your own boss, $5,000 a month. I'd said stuff like host retreats, pay off debt, travel the world, do things. And I just, I remember after working my job all day long, after work, making $50,000 a year, which is like nothing after taxes, I'd go, I'd write blog posts for Nutrition Magazine. I would teach fitness online. I would sell supplements. I would do anything I could to bring an income. Like I was scrappy as ever. <laughs> I was out there on Upwork, like finding anything to bring in more income that wasn't from this job. And I remember running downstairs at my kitchen table. My mom would make dinner for my dad and I. And I would eat the dinner so quickly and run back up to my room and they would be like, where are you going? And I would say, I'm going to build my empire. And I'll just never forget that because then I would go into my room and it'd be covered with sticky notes, like different goals that I had, like money and where I wanted to travel and clients. 
And I just, I like went kind of like to this dark place, but like kind of a good place of like the white heat you have when you know you want to go after a goal so badly. And then I, I ended up quitting the job earlier than I expected. And I picked up, I got into kind of like the freelance um, gig economy world. And I ended up working more in the gig economy than I did in a job, but I was happier because I was making my own schedule. And then I quit the job because I wanted to do coaching. I wanted to help women realize like, hey, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. I was in the pool one day when I was at home quitting the job and doing all these things. And I got this download and it was from God. And I was like, you need to teach women how to become their own boss. And I was like, hey, don't know how I'm going to do this. I feel like no one ever knows how you just you have the vision and you just, you know, like you do crazy. Yeah. You just take action, messy action. And it just started happening. So I, I booked this one month trip to Costa Rica, which I'm sure, you know, from traveling and anyone listening to this, it's like, you know, you know, when you go on a trip and you're like, I'm never returning. It's like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I say it's a one month trip, but I know I'm never returning. It's like, I'm never looking back. And I didn't, I ended up never returning to New York City. The only time I returned was to sell everything I owned. And I ended up meeting a man who's an entrepreneur while traveling and we started traveling the world together. And I don't know how much go into detail about the whole story, but basically after traveling the world and I've hosted, this is going to be my third retreat coming up here on December, December 3rd. I'm now making, this is just so crazy. What I'm making now every month is what I made a year in New York City. So I took my salary and now I'm making that in month in, a, in cash, not even in sales, in cash. And that just blows my mind because I think back to me in 2020 when I just put on my little vision board, $5,000 a month, and now it's $50,000 a month minimum, which is just insane. It like, is insane. insane. And it's awesome to like being able to be like have accomplished that in two years. Do you know what I mean? But I think a massive part of it and what you kind of said before was taking messy action and stepping out and saying, I'm going to do it anyway. And mm -hmm. with people starting an online business, I've been there before. I know exactly how it feels. When you first start, you have this like, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to make a little bit of money. It's fine. And then like when that moment doesn't happen or a launch mm -hmm. goes and you don't make the money, I think those are the biggest time that it takes like the courage to keep going. And yeah. one thing that I definitely admired watching you with all your stuff is no matter like what kind of was going on in your world, you continually showed up and you continually pushed through and like kept going for it. And not that you were ever doing bad by any means, but you know, it was, it was a continuous yeah. like going for it. I think a lot of people in the online space suffer with that. I know more than 90% of businesses don't work out after two years oh. because there is a lot of consistency behind it. But if you don't have the consistent messy action or the, like the ability to say, screw it, I don't care mm -hmm. what people think I'm going to do it anyway. You're not going to be able to get to those places. I think you're like, you've done such a good job of kind of just showing up and saying, I'm doing it. Like, I don't care what you put in front of me, I'm going to do it. I think it's a lot of people thing that people don't have when they kind of go into this world. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so true. Most people give up. I love what you said about the 90% of businesses are 
high percentage don't actually even make it to their first six figures, which is just crazy because all it takes is consistency. Yep. And I think the problem is like people get stuck in that mindset of, oh, if I, if the things don't work out this month and I keep going, it doesn't keep working out. It's not, I'm never going to get there. And I think some of the problems is people come across maybe your profile now and they see how much you've made and how much you've done. And like, she did it. Like, it must've been so easy. I wish that could have been me. And people don't see what's been put behind it or don't see the hard moments behind building something like this. Yeah. Yeah. No one sees the times like when I'm on my bathroom shower floor, like crying to God, I'm like, I am the child of God. Like, why is this happening? Like, I'm like tapping into all my spiritual stuff. I'm like, (laughs) it's like the moment when you know you're meant for more, but you can't see how it's going to happen. But you just have to trust that like thing inside of you that's saying it's going to happen, but you don't know when and you don't know how, and you just have to keep going and not quitting. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely the biggest part is like the not quitting aspect because it's going to be tough. Like no one is ever saying that this is going to be a walk in the park. And I think you've, I've seen you share like kind of the raw moments, you know, where you do put a video of you crying and be like, this was me, you know, two weeks ago. And this is me <laughs> now happy. And like, it is this roller coaster ride. So have you ever had like, you know, one of those really hard, hard moments where you at the time were like, I think I might give up, but something changed in you or something kept pushing you forward to keep going? Like what kind of battles have you been able to overcome or what has helped you overcome those kind of moments? I think that's inevitable in any business. Yeah, there are so many moments. And it's funny because now I look at the moments and I'm like, oh, you have after going through so many challenges in business, you start to realize that the challenges are there to help you get to the next level. Like you cannot, it's like a gatekeeper. Like you can't go through that gate until you go through that challenge. You can't get to the next level until you go through that gate and the challenges are the gates. So like even in the beginning of my business, I hadn't even made six figures yet. And I didn't have a, I didn't have a lot of, contracts in place like I do now. And I didn't have, um, my marketing was targeting like get rich quick people. Like it was targeting people that weren't actually serious entrepreneurs, like people that they like, they love entrepreneurship. They love the game. They love showing up and creating businesses. And so I take a lot of ownership over that because I remember this was the first time this happened to me. I launched this program and I did $35,000 in this launch. And I thought like, this is huge. This is amazing. And about a week after this person that found me on the internet, she sent me a message saying, I don't want to be in your program. And Christina, I was distraught. Like (laughs) I made it mean everything about me. I was like, maybe my email sucked. Maybe I welcomed her bad. Was I too excited? Was I not too excited? Did I do something wrong? Are my programs bad? Are the other women in my programs bad? Like I was questioning everything. And it it gave me my power back and it allowed me to realize like, oh, okay, I just number one, need to be more confident in myself. I need better marketing, like take ownership of who I'm marketing to and what I'm saying and know like, you know, first of all, get your contract straight, like get your, get your agreements in line <laughs> and, and move on. But I think 
it was in that moment of like, well, first of all, now that doesn't happen to me. So that's number one. I'm now on the other side of that gate. And if I do have any sort of flaky people, I have bound uh, agreements and contracts in place where once you're in, you're in. If you commit to an investment or whatever it is, you are responsible for your life. And the third part of that is, is now I, I attract really A-level players, like people like you that are the big fish, people that are like you that are like, I'm all in, you know, you're 100% committed to it. So I really think that moment, I remember it was actually, I don't know, it was around this time, no, a little bit earlier this time last year where that happened. And I remember thinking the world is over. I should quit my business. And then not, not too long after that is when I did my first six figures, which makes sense now yeah. looking back. I also think that people need to accept that things are not going to go always work out. Like someone might drop out of a program. Someone might, yeah. if you're e-commerce, might return your stuff. They might like <laughs> things are going to happen. Like it's not <laughs> just a sunshine and rainbows all the time. But one thing you said to us in one of the programs was like another level, another devil or whatever the phrase yes. was. And I really love that because it was like, with each thing you're doing, there's going to be another gate, or like you said, another devil that you kind of have to go through yeah. and realize that, you know, things are going to happen. Like, and you can't, you also aren't in control of someone else's destiny. You're there to help and mentor them, but that doesn't mean that like you need to necessarily do everything for them. And I think a lot of new coaches or people in coaching in general have a bit of that like savior. Yeah. The savior complex where they want to help them do everything. Like I've had clients in the past um, who I've mentored and they'd show up to the meeting and they're like, oh, I had a busy week. Like, I'm not really sure that it's working out. Like I need, I need more help. And I'm like, okay, I'll write up this for you and I'll do everything for you. And then in the day you're like, well, they're not learning anything really. Like there's, no. there's nothing happening there. But I think the savior complex is definitely a battle that a lot of people face. Yeah. I was just talking with a client this morning and I said to her, that is your next level. Like that really is the new gate to walk through because the minute you can stop trying to save people, when you try and save people, what you're really saying to your client or your customer or your partner or whoever, what you're really saying to them is, I don't believe in you. I don't think you're powerful. But when you stop handholding and you stop trying to get everyone, like do everything for everyone, it gives them their power back. And all of a sudden it's like, I see you as a powerful person and you're going to succeed with me or without me. I'm just here to guide you. But ultimately you're the person that gets to decide where you're going. And then it, it's like, oh, I, I have my power. Oh, I can do this with or without Bridget or with or without Christina. It's just, it's nice. And then you also as a mentor, whoever you get to relax more knowing that your people are powerful. Yeah. And I do think what you said before earlier too about the content is a massive one. And, you know, your content is really good and you have a really good like eye for getting in people's brains. Like even when I would listen to you help anyone on our program with content and marketing or even myself. And so I'd love to know like what your process is when you're trying to really make content that makes someone be like, oh my God, she's she's in my brain. She knows exactly what I'm thinking. Hell yeah, I need that or whatever it is, like, what is your actual process of curating all of that content to really speak to who you want to be in your kind of vortex? Well, a lot of it comes from number one, just calming down. You know, when you're always in your nervous system is in a lack place of, I have to make money, I have to sign on clients, 
your nervous system gets crazy and you're in this panic mode 24 seven. And so you can't make content if you're constantly panicked and, and filled with anxiety. So the way I get into people's brains is I treat them like they're people. Like I treat, we forget that every single person that likes your post is a human. Like humans are on the other side of the screen. And when we start treating people like people and we think, okay, if this person was sitting in front of me and I had to just have a real conversation with them and talk to them like the human they are, what would I say to them? Because the, the disconnect happens when you try and make content from this place of high level language. It's like, here's a really good example. I'm going to use an analogy. Have you ever gotten on a call with an insurance salesman or a financial advisor that's trying to scam you or whoever, and they use all this high level verbiage that's trying to like scare the poop out of you? I don't know if we can curse. <laughs> you, yes, you can. No worries. <laughs> scare the shit out of you. <laughs> scare, the scare the shit out of you. And you're just like, I don't care. I, like, I don't know what you're saying, but like take my money or I never want to work with you. And so a lot of salespeople on the internet, they think that by using this crazy high level vocabulary and phrases that don't make sense to regular humans, that that's going to make them money. So another good example is people will say like, I'm going to help you align your subconscious brain so that you can manifest freedom. And you're, if I was talking to Christina, <laughs> I would never come to you and say that. I would never say, I want to align my subconscious brain and manifest freedom. I would be like, look, dude, I hate this about my life. I don't like this. This is what I want. Here's what I want to do. And so if you took content and said, do you hate this about your life? And you really want to do this instead? that's going to land harder with people than using this like surface level fluffy jargon that doesn't make sense to anyone. Yeah. I definitely think that's a, a problem that I see a lot in the coaching industry, especially online is that there is a lot of like fluff to where you can read what they want to, what they're selling to you, but you actually know what they're selling to you because it is, you know, fluff, it is energetic alignment. And you can have all those pieces yes. if you can actually explain what you're doing behind it. But if I, if someone reads it and they're like, okay, I think my energy is going to be aligned and I'm going to bring in something. I don't know what, but just something you're not going to be able to sell to people. And I think you do that good job. Like you said, just cutting through the bullshit and just being like, yes. this is what you want. This is what you need. I'll help you do this and let's go for it. And you can bring all of your spiritual woo-woo or fluff words and into, you know, the, into the vortex, but make sure people understand what you're selling. Because obviously there is a, I would say there's a good and bad stigma with coaching world. There is yeah. so many great mentors out there and there are so many great people doing amazing things. And then there also is the opposite. And, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily very truthful or aren't doing the things they're saying and kind of yeah. selling you a life that isn't maybe really achievable because they haven't achieved it yet. And yeah. so it is important to like separate yourself. Yeah. And so I'd love to know, like for you, what do you think has like really set you apart from, you know, everyone else in the coaching industry? Because, you know, I was like in the sea of sameness, how do you make yourself different? Like, what do you think you've done to really be able to kind of just stand out and be different? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, someone just asked me, they were like, what is one thing that you wished you knew before you got into the industry? And I said, like, I didn't even know there was an industry. And so the more you can start to remember, like, you are your own industry. Like, there is a Christina Davis industry. There is a Bridget James industry. There, You are your own industry. The better, like, stop comparing yourself to everyone else. And, like, little tactical tips is mute, mute the heck out of everyone. Like, people will say, did you watch my stories? No, I didn't watch your I did not watch your stories. Like, I am so busy over here making my own story. I don't have time to watch your stories. Now, if a client comes to me and says, like, hey, can you audit my story or whatever? Yeah. Sure. But very rarely do I sit and consume other people's content. It has nothing to do with them. Everything to do with, you got to check your mental health. If you're so busy consuming everyone else, how can you ever create? That, like, that's just the first thing. Muting and following was, has really helped me. But at the end of the day, I, I really realized there are no rules. So... Some people, let's say they become a business coach and they see all these business coaches posting one type of content, but that doesn't land with them. Don't make that type of content. You know, like one of the things that I'm obsessed with is dancing and art and things like that. So I'm like, how can I add more creativity, art and dancing into my content about making money? Because those are the two things that I'm passionate about. I think people forget that you're not your niche. Like you are your niche. And so the more you can add in you other areas of your life that you're obsessed with into the overall brand more people are going to know you Gary B talks about this a lot he's like go on your platforms and don't just talk about your niche but talk about other things in your life so that people remember you because Gary V says that but I'm I keep saying this on my platform no one's gonna remember you for your three-step strategy but they will remember you for your story so your job as a coach is to go live an extraordinary life and then hold up your phone and just document it. And that's what people are going to remember me for. No one remembers me for my trifecta strategy in order to move people throughout your platforms. They remember me because I'm crazy. I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini too. We like traveling, yeah. like dancing, <laughs> you know, I go buck wild on my platform. Like that's why people remember me, not because I the strategy I teach. Yeah. I think with content specifically and like you, even just your account in general, one thing that you kind of always said is like, you don't need to be a coach. You don't need to be a business coach. You can be you and create a movement instead of it. Because one thing that I, you know, early on thought, I was like, well, what happens if one day I don't want to travel as much anymore? One day I want to have a home base and do whatever. And then I'm a digital nomad coach and I can't do anything else. And you get stuck in that mindset, but you know, you're, you're right in the sense of like, if you can create it about you and about your brand, then you can evolve into whatever you want it to be because it is about you and not necessarily about like what one specific thing you're selling or if you're trying to sell like a, a lifestyle or a dream or anything like that. Just make it more about you instead of making it about like this title of what you are because you're going to evolve and expand and grow yeah. and change maybe, who knows, but at least you have like a brand built on you instead of a brand built on a coach or a business coach or whatever yes. it is that you kind of title 100%. yourself to be. And I definitely think it's like one of those things where if you can create that movement, you can create an 
you can create more than what you can ever imagine. I'm sure for you, when you first started, you were doing like moving and manifestation coaching and business stuff like that. And now you're, you know, doing what you're doing now. So I know you said before someone asked you this, but I was going to ask as well. Like if you could look back at your younger self who was starting and knowing everything you do now, what would like you accomplished or even a brand new coach, like what would be, you know, kind of those big, that big piece of advice that you'd be like shaking them to want them to know. Okay. Well, first thing is like, it's like two parts. Like one part is I, I want people to understand that no one actually knows what they're doing. Like there are no rules. Like you see people on the internet, like they're just out there crushing it because yeah. they're just doing it. Like they're taking action. And when you can remember like the way they don't actually know more than you, they're not more qualified than you. You're going to, you're going to be set up for success. Cause it's like, okay, they don't really know what they're doing. I feel like I know what I'm doing. So let me just take action from it. You're going to be so much more successful because you're not going to care what other people are thinking, what they're posting, what they're selling, how they're selling it. You're just going to do you and you put your blinders up on you. And then the other part is people underestimate the amount of action that's required to be a successful online business owner. Genuinely, people think owning a business is like putting popcorn in the microwave and then it's ready three minutes later. Like it is not that. It is like you got to go out plant the seed, grow the corn, water the crop, half the crop's going to die, half animals are going to come eat the crop, then you're eventually going to get the corn, take the corn into the kitchen, then pop the pop, like, and then you burn the popcorn, let me start all over again. Like, people, that's business. When you can fall in love with the actual, like, growing of the business and harvesting it and cooking it up and enjoying it and doing it over and over again, that's when you're going to be successful. It's not quick. You have to take action every single day. So I love the analogy you were saying definitely with the corn and like how things just go on fire and things go wrong and animals eat it. You just start all over because that is definitely a part of the process. And one thing I think helps people so much, and I truly believe this, and I know you do as well, is surrounding yourself with people who want similar things. Like you need, and if you don't have that in front of you, like physically, because I know like when I even started wanting to be a digital nomad, my friends were like, you're crazy. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm crazy, but I'm gonna find other crazy people too. And so if you can't find that like in your physical environment, finding that online, hiring a mentor, joining a mastermind, surrounding us, like making friends, people on social media, I think is going to be a big part of carrying you forward and through all of that crap that you go through. Because if you don't have people to turn to or the only one doing that, it's going to be a lot, it's going to feel a lot easier just to quit or to give up yeah. and be like, I can go back to whatever I, whatever, whatever else I was doing. Cause you don't have those people behind you being like, you got this, like, don't freaking give up, go after it. Yeah. You're a badass. So I think that mentorship or even the companionship of other people and relationships is massive in terms of really, you know, getting through the trenches and, through the dumpster fires and things that happen throughout your business. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it evolves too. It's like, just get, get, just get in one room and then you'll grow. And then you'll realize, okay, like for me, I realized I, I got in one room and I was like, I think I need to be in a bigger room. And then I got in a bigger room and I'm like, I think I can go in a bigger room and you just keep growing and evolving, but like, just get in the room with people. Even if that's just like 
plugging into your podcast every day with listening to you and what you have to say. And then eventually it's like getting in the programs or reading the books or whatever, hiring them changes. Definitely. And even if it's not at a level where maybe you're like in the mindset to hire somebody, like make friends with people who online, like social media as a platform that you don't have to just use to like a stranger's photo. Like you actually can become friends with people who you've never met. Like obviously we've never met before and we work together and we chatted. And I have friends who I chat to all the time on social media who I've never met in real life, but support me no matter what. And I think that's a massive part of it is like finding that support network and finding people who maybe don't tell you you're crazy. Or when you put up that crazy dancing video, they laugh and they're like, oh my God, I'm going to do the same thing because I love it. And it's just like that, that comfort and that support from people, it's going to be definitely a game changer, especially when, like I said, I'm being an entrepreneur is not easy. There are definitely days when I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> but I'm going to yeah. keep going and figure it out maybe one day. Um, cause like, yeah, none of us really know what the hell's going on. Like, Or what's a TikTok? It's like we're on a floating rock in the middle of the world. Like your problems really aren't as big as you think they are. Um, But just got to like keep, you know, drudging through it all. But I would, one thing I would love to know is like from all the people and countless like amazing clients you've had and people you've helped grow, is there like one quality or one thing about the people you really see succeed that has been, you know, you've seen it in multiple different people or you like the, the constant kind of, is there something in those people you've really seen succeed that they all kind of have or a mindset that they have that you think really works well in their favor? Yeah. The way that they speak about themselves is they're very positive. Like your words have so much power. So the, the people that I see that I'm like huge red flag, are they say things like it's not working. I don't get it. I'm struggling. I can't because they're, they talk about themselves. Like I'm, I'm not good at sales. I'm really drowning in this. Like they speak such negativity over themselves, but the people that are like, I'm going to find a way I fell down today, but I'm going to get up today. I'm going to get up later after I take a nap, I'm getting back up. Like they're like, you know what? That strategy didn't work, but I know that all strategies work. So I'm going to try it again. You know, maybe I failed this time, but let me get back up again. It's the people that are like, they they see, here it is what it is. They identify as winners, no matter what they're doing. They could be selling e-com, e-commerce. They could be doing coaching. They could be doing affiliate marketing. They could be doing anything. They see themselves as winners, no matter no matter what. So they simply identify as someone who no matter what happens, they're going to win versus people who, you know, you throw them a challenge and they're like, oh, no one came to my master class. And it's like, it doesn't matter because you're going to host 5 million more master classes. So you might as well get back up and try again. Definitely. And I think you said one of your first master classes didn't like your mom. It was like your mom who showed up and like someone else. Like, mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that happens and it's fine. But like, you keep going and now you have hundreds of people who show up. And I think. <laughs> Another thing, like thing that people need to start doing is like normalizing being like having a magnificent, magnificent life, no matter what that means. Meaning like, even yeah. if you're not flying first class somewhere, 
even if you're just walking your dog and you're listening to some beats and whatever and like saying my life is amazing like the more you can make your life magical and celebrate the you know how magical your life is in every moment then I feel like you end up with that more positive attitude and with the more you know you just exude more happiness because you celebrate every moment even small little ones whatever or you celebrate something that what goes wrong there's times where I'm traveling and something goes absolutely just complete dog shit like it completes the wall and (laughs) everything falls apart and you're like you know what I'm still here and I'm still going like that right now yes I might be stuck eight hours behind and I missed my flight and this happened but I'm still gonna go where I need to go like my life is still amazing and like normalizing that I think is something a lot more people need to do and show that on social media like show it all and just share that with the world. Cause I feel like when you become more relatable and more just you and not like this coach, who's always just trying to like perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Or shove things in your face or, you know, don't talk about you as a human. Like you said, yeah. we're all human. So like people want to buy from a human. They don't want to buy from a robot. Just being like, buy my things, buy my things. <laughs> like got to <laughs> talk about your life and who you are and let people like you. And then, you know, relate to you, want to work with you, feel your energy. And I feel like then you can really have a shift of, you know, clients and people running in and your audience growing and things like that yeah. because you're just being you. Yeah. You know, I had a comment in my Facebook group the other day and someone said like, wow, you have, you know, you can make money because you travel business class and you have clothes or you make money. And I said, hold on, hold the phone. Because what you just said, Christina, is really what I've embodied this whole time. I know you do too and and your listeners. When I was making $2,000 a month, I literally lived in a shack in Costa Rica with roaches and scorpions. And I thought it was amazing. Like I would get on social media and be like, I made $2,000 and there's like a roach in my bathroom. And I like, didn't, I didn't take care of myself, but I thought it was incredible. And so it's just like, and people still bought from me then. Like, can you just go live an extraordinary life? Even if you're like literally living in Kansas on a farm and you're doing absolutely nothing all day. Like, I think that would be really cool. But at the end of the day, do you like yourself and do you like your life? Yeah, a hundred percent. And even with all that, like, I remember when I moved to Bali, I was making like, I don't, I think I made like 2000, I think it was around exactly the same, like $2,000 a month when I first moved and granted, could I live in America on that? No. So what I decided to do, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go to a country where I can eat for $3 and I can live for, you know, $300 a month for rent and I'll go do that there. And then I'll live my best life. And people always like, Oh, you moved to Bali. You do all these things. Like I'm like, yeah, I moved to Bali and I lived on probably a quarter of what you live on every month in the States. So if you want to complain, like pick up and go somewhere. Like you don't, we did normalize the fact that you can still make your life great. Like I said, no matter if you're in the field galloping, being happy, or if you're in Bali eating $3 a day worth of food and that's kind of how you live, like you just make it magical and the more you exude that into everything people are like oh her farm is kind of cool in Kansas or you know (laughs) like I like I like watching her because it's you know there's so many different things you can do but it's just like celebrating that magic and that winner kind of attitude like you said that makes your content 
just stand out and people actually want to be around you in business yeah. life, all of it. Hell grad. So what would you say is the best piece of advice that you've ever received from anyone and that you kind of hold true, you know, through your business and work and life that has really changed the way you look at things? Mm, best piece of advice. I, I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier about taking action. It's okay to work hard. You don't have to shame yourself for wanting to work hard. And I think a lot of women, there's like, a, they're being marketed that in a way of, you know, making money just gets to be easy and you're feminine and you're in your thing. And, but like, there, if you want something done, I always say, give it to a mother or give it to a hardworking woman because women know how to get shit done. And it's like, the more action you take, the more money you're going to make the more clarity you're going to get, you genuinely cannot manifest anything unless you move because movement and action is going to drive the momentum, which is going to drive the manifestation. So if I'm ever in a place of like, what should I be doing in my business? Well, let me just start taking action because through the action is where the clarity comes. If you sit in the waiting zone, like Napoleon Hill talks about not wedding the devil, you're never going to get the clarity. And too many women are sitting in the waiting zone Instead of just getting their booty up and thinking, what action step can I take right now to make this manifestation come to life? I love that. And I think manifestation gets one of those names, but I just manifested it. Like I want, you know, I'm going to make a hundred million dollars or whatever, a hundred million, that'd be nice, a hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, and I'm just going to believe it. And like, that's not manifesting anything. Manifesting it is believing it and doing things to make it happen. And so I do love that, like, just take action, do what you need to do, because if you keep showing up, even if it's a year and a half down the line of nothing really working out, eventually, like, you will come to that point, but you're not there yet because that's not a part of your story. Like, your journey isn't somebody else's, and your journey is your own. So you got to keep working at it because your story is going to have, you know, that big, beautiful ending that Maybe you didn't exactly think it's going to end that way, but it will. But it's like you yeah. need to keep showing up every day because my story isn't your story. You know, anyone's listener story isn't mine. Like it's we're all different. We're all completely different paths. So if you show up and do it and just keep going at it, eventually you will get where you want to go. But you can't just sit around and be like, I'm I'm going to be amazing and everything's <laughs> going to work out. And I'm just going to sit on my computer and work two hours a day. And that is it because <laughs> – that's not true definitely not by any means but thank you so much for coming on it's been wonderful hearing all of your advice and your story and really just showing people like you can create what you wanted you wanted five thousand dollars a month you're now fifty thousand dollar cash months like you are gonna definitely break that half a mil and it's incredible to watch so if anyone really wants to change their game change their life follow bridget she is definitely the one to go to. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Best place is Instagram. I'm all over my Instagram every day. Uh, yeah. Just connect on Instagram. Perfect. And I'll have the handles and everything down below. So you guys can reach out to her, send her a DM, send her a message, watch all of her content, binge it all. It's amazing. But thank you so much for coming on and see you guys. If you are a current digital nomad, remote worker, or aspiring digital nomad looking to connect with a like-minded community of people to meet, 
lean on, be supported by, ask questions, and build friendships, then the Creating Connections and Community Abroad membership is for you. This membership allows you access to a tribe of people who understand your lifestyle, dreams, and goals no matter where you are in the world. So if you are interested in learning more about this community, click the link below or DM me a nomad on Instagram to come join our community of crazy nomads.